What's up everybody, this is Parker Butler here with the first ever full-length episode of the Birds and the Beers podcast, the intersection of beer and baseball culture, and I'm here today to kind of talk about game one of 162 for the St. Louis Cardinals, as well as cover that exciting offseason, one of the biggest offseasons our franchise has had in a really long time. And uh, I'm going to start actually with the beer portion of this podcast and pop a beer this is Bridget from Second Shift Brewing. This is a beer I picked up here locally. Uh, Second Shift, an awesome brewery in St. Louis. If you're ever up there, you need to check them out. They're going to have 30 or 40 <clears throat> different beers, something crazy like that, available in their tap room. They've also got some really good food from Gorilla Street Food, a food truck that's typically there. So if you're ever around the city, I recommend checking them out. They're one of my favorite spots. So I'm going to be sipping on that as I talk to you guys about baseball today. And we're going to start out talking about today's game in Milwaukee, the season opener. Uh, game the Cardinals dropped 5-4. But, man, what a showing for our team today. Uh, big power surge from Colton Wong. Uh, Two-home run game. I really think that this is a guy who's going to blow up this year. He's got a manager who's supporting him. He's not going to be looking over his shoulder all day. He is going to be confident in his abilities. I'm fairly certain that this is going to be a breakout year for a guy who many consider to be already <clears throat> the best defensive second baseman in baseball. Hoping to see that bat catch up. He's a guy who can hit the ball hard. He's got a lot of pop for a little guy, especially for a middle infielder. So I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Uh, you know, He went back-to-back on home runs today with Harrison Bader, another guy who lots of people are excited about. A lot of people uh, <clears throat> think he can give a lot of guys a run for their money as the best defensive center fielder in baseball. You know, we're, uh, we're excited about both of those guys as Cardinals fans, as you can imagine. Uh, so pitching-wise today, uh, kind of a tale of two stories between the starting pitching and the bullpen. Miles Michaelis got hit pretty hard. He's been susceptible to the long ball in his short Cardinals career so far. Given up five earned in five innings. Turned it over to the bullpen. A combination of John Brevia, John Gant, and Dominic Leon, who all pitched extremely well. Not a hit among them given up. And certainly not an earned run. Uh, Actually, I, I do take that back. John Brevia and John Gant both gave up hits, but nobody gave up an earned run. Only Gant with a base on ball today. So it looks like the bullpen is kind of living up to its credence in that uh, first game of the year. You never really know what's going to happen with the Cardinals' bullpen. It's been pretty tumultuous the past few years with uh, guys like Brett Cecil going out there and not being able to close the door a few years back with uh, Trevor Rosenthal, a closer that we never knew what he was going to do. You know, the guy that's going to go out and maybe strike out the side or maybe he's going to give up five earned in one inning. You know, the, the closer situation this year looks pretty fluid. Uh, a lot of people think Jordan Hicks is the guy to lean on. Uh, a lot will say Andrew Miller. And, uh, you know, saying his name makes me feel like we should cover uh, that Incredible offseason for the Cardinals. One of the most memorable offseasons our franchise has had in quite some time. You know, obviously, first things first, that acquisition of Paul Goldschmidt is so incredible. He was made to be a Cardinal. You know, he's a humble, hardworking guy. 
He's going to go out there, hit 30 home runs, steal 10 to 15 bases, drive in 100, hit for a high average, a 900-plus OPS guy. You know, super exciting to see the Cardinals going out and not only making the move to trade for him, a trade in which they gave up very little. Uh, I was excited about what the front office pulled off with that. And turning around and extending him, ensuring that we'll have him for the next five years. Uh, you know, that's, that's one of the most exciting things for me as a Cardinals fan that's happened in my entire life. Goldie's the kind of guy that our franchise needs. He's the kind of guy that we've clamored for. You know, we've said for so long. We need that middle of the order bat. He batted second today. Uh, went 0 for 3, but he is prone to starting the season fairly cold. So as time goes on, he's going to be the silver slugger that he's always been and play gold glove defense. I'm not overly concerned with that. Andrew Miller, uh, left-handed reliever, who I think was a good investment. I believe it's a two-year contract that we gave to him. You know, We've not had a whole lot of left-handed help in the bullpen, so I think going out and getting a lefty guy was the right move. You know, he's played a lot of different roles in the teams that he's been on, and you know, he's a guy that can close out. He can play mop-up and go out and pitch you three innings. I think that was all around the right move. So I'm excited about both of those acquisitions. I think those move us in the right direction. You know, Dakota Hudson is going to be coming up and playing the role of fifth starter. That's another another move that I'm fairly excited about. He's a guy who isn't going to strike out a lot of people, but he throws a really heavy, sinking fastball. He's going to get a lot of ground balls, and he's going to be a hard guy to score on, uh, all things considered. You know, he's long been one of our top prospects. He's a guy a lot of people are excited about, myself included. Uh, <clears throat> typically, those ground ball pitchers are going to eat a lot of innings and not go out there and get beat up. They're not going to throw a lot of pitches. They're not going to strike a lot of guys out either, uh, even though he is a hard thrower, hitting 96-97. Don't anticipate him to strike out a lot of guys. First sip of that beer, and that's fantastic. I'm excited to get to that later on and do that little miniature review. And another guy that a lot of people are excited about, and we've been excited about him for a long time, is Alex Reyes. You know, he has been not a disappointment because whenever he's played the game, he's struck guys out. He's not allowed runs. He's not walking a lot of guys. He's elevating the fastball. Uh, I think I saw something to the, the tune of uh, 13 Ks per nine whenever he's in there. So he's going to get in there this year and I think really make some noise in the bullpen. You know, uh, He's not going to have to hold a whole lot back, so you're probably going to see 101, 102 from Alex Reyes. He's been our number one prospect for what feels like the past five years. But finally, going into a season healthy, I think he's going to blow guys absolutely away. You know, uh, kind of shifting a little bit and talking less about the offseason and more about what's coming up. There's a few uh, storylines that I think are particularly notable. Uh, that first one being fairly glaring, uh, Dexter Fowler and Tyler O'Neill, And really, Jose Martinez plays into that as well. Uh, you know, Dexter Fowler had a historically bad season last season, uh, you know, hitting well under 200, playing bad defense, not hitting for power, uh, you know, after having a 2017 that was a career year for power, hit the ball hard, stole some bases, played good defense, and looked like the guy that we signed. And then last year, 
just completely and totally rimmed out. Did not look good for a single second of last season. And so, you know, there, there's been a lot of things changing. You know, Mike Schilt being the full-time manager going into this season, I think is going to mean a lot of things for a lot of guys. And Dexter Fowler may very well be in the same situation as Colton Wong. The organization came out in the offseason and said that, you know, they're going to support him. He's their right fielder. And if Mike Schilt's in on that, I think Dexter Fowler's going to be excited about it. Uh, he's a guy who in his career has played good defense, has hit the ball hard, uh, has been a good leadoff hitter, and I'm excited to see him potentially slot into that this year. You know, hitting sixth in the lineup today, probably the right place for him. Uh, you know, Hopefully you don't see him drop too much in that order. Hopefully you see him. Uh, becoming the hitter that you know he is, that he's supposed to be. You know, Alex Reyes being healthy, I think, is going to make a lot of impact for that bullpen. And I would not be shocked to see him in the starting rotation by the end of the year. Uh, you know, out of the bullpen, he can probably give you 100 good innings and not even bat an eye to it. I'm sure that they will be careful with him and make sure that he doesn't overthrow. But, you know, don't be shocked to see him coming in throwing two innings, three innings. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk of people thinking he might be a closer. But realistically, you know, I think Jordan Hicks is your closer, though he's not been named the closer. <clears throat> Any guy that's throwing a 104, 105 miles per hour, I, I think has got to be the, the horse that you ride going into this season. Uh, Jordan Hicks, a, a real breakout star last year, you know, mostly known for – Throwing hard, but not really as a strikeout pitcher. He's really, his bread and butter is the ground ball, the ground out. And I think we'll see a lot more of that this year from Jordan Hicks. He was showcasing a changeup in spring training, which just really isn't even fair. You know, 105, uh, backing that up with a 92-mile-an-hour changeup is just silly. Uh, he's a guy that I'm really excited about. You know, his ERA got a little bit inflated toward the end of last year, I think around 3-3, 3-4, but I don't anticipate that happening this year. I really don't. I think he's only going to get better as time goes on. Throwing that fastball slider changeup combination, I don't think people are really going to be able to hit it, uh, all things considered. So uh, <clears throat> Adam Wainwright and his battle with Father Time, uh, I don't think I'm alone in that I, I kind of hoped to see Adam Wainwright Hang up the cleats in this past offseason. Uh, a guy who I love, you know, for my entire adult life. He has been a part of the St. Louis Cardinals. Has been an awesome leader in the clubhouse. You know, several years where he was a Cy Young contender, uh, and you know, I, I think there's one year in particular where you could have made the argument that he was the rightful winner of that award. Uh, he looked very good in spring training. <laughs> Working on a cutter, uh, trying to innovate at 37, maybe even 38 years old. I really respect what he's trying to do. He's got more grit, grind, and hustle than any player uh, I've seen on the St. Louis Cardinals. So, you know, if he wants to go out and give it a shot, I think we owe it to him. Uh, I would have been more comfortable seeing him in the bullpen, but we will see. Uh, you know, he's been a starter for. I think this is year 12. I think 2007 was his first year as a starter. 
So it's going to be interesting to see what he can still do. Uh, I'm excited about the prospects of that. Uh, Carlos Martinez, kind of really the only low note here. He, just for whatever reason, just can't be healthy. I, I don't understand. Uh, there's a lot of speculation that he didn't do the proper physical therapy in the offseason. And, you know, that, that may very well be true. He may be injury prone. He may be a fragile guy. Or it may just be that he doesn't care enough about baseball to get healthy and to stay healthy. You know, there's a lot of different things that are speculated about, and I'm not here to speculate. I just think it's a shame that he's not there to be our ace on opening day. You know, it seems like the last three or four years we're waiting for him to slot into that ace role, anchor the staff, and uh, go out there and be the, the strikeout pitcher Cy Young contender that he's supposed to be. We'll see what happens with that this season. You know, all those things that we talked about here are all things that I'm excited about, and you know that's really not even diving deep with Paul Goldschmidt. Or, you know, the the numbers last year showed that Matt Carpenter played a pretty good third base. I believe he had six defensive runs saved at that position last year, which is extremely good for a guy uh, who's not thought of as a good defensive third baseman. You know, he was not a particularly good defensive first baseman either. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him in his later years as a designated hitter in the American League or in the National League if we end up adopting the, the DH anytime in the next couple of years. I think Paul Goldschmidt is going to be the X factor this season, and that's a really, <clears throat> really easy call to make. Uh, Gold Glover, Silver Slugger, big team leader. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that there is a better carbon copy cut of a guy to be a St. Louis Cardinal. Uh, easily the most excited I've been about an acquisition, you know, since Matt Holiday, and probably more so. Uh, my my Twitter was uh, was pretty cocky, pretty ridiculous on the day we traded for Paul Goldschmidt, and I'm sure it's going to be cocky and ridiculous all this year. Really excited about the power from Colton Wong today. See, see Harrison Bader go deep. Uh, a guy that people around the league are starting to fall in love with. You know, they're seeing that he is as fast a guy as they come. He is as good at defense as an outfielder can be, and if that bat can catch up, he's a, he's a guy that you know, a lot of people are going to be pretty high on. Uh, Paul DeYoung is a guy that I'm higher on than most. You know, I think a lot of people remember uh, Oledmus Diaz a few years coming up and just slaughtering. Uh, pitching, having a 900-plus OPS, hitting for a bunch of power, and then dropping off the face of the planet. And I think he's in Toronto, probably in their minor leagues now, if he's even still in the league. A lot of people thought that uh, Paul DeYoung would be the exact same way, uh, and he's proved to be better than that. You know, His average has not been super high, but he's hit for power. He's played good defense. Uh, the past couple of years, uh, it's been exciting watching him put it together and in the next couple of years going forward. Uh, don't be shocked to see him emerge as an MVP candidate. Uh, that's a guy that <clears throat> I really am high on him, and I expect him to do a lot of big things. You know, Yachty is another guy who's kind of cheating father time a little bit. You know, played excellent ball last year and went out and won a gold glove. There's not really a whole lot you can say about him that hasn't been said. You know, I feel like anything that I would say about Yachty is redundant. We all love him. We all know what he's capable of. And, you know, there's lots of videos of spring training of him throwing guys out, even at his age. 
you know, that contract extension that he got a couple of years back, a lot of people thought was crazy, but you know, he <clears throat> has continued uh, to produce even at the age that he's at. So I uh, expect him to retire at the end of his contract at the end of next year uh, with Andrew Kneisner, or however you pronounce his last name. He's got <clears throat> a bunch of consonants in places that they don't belong. But I expect him to be the successor to Yachty and a guy that we'll be able to be excited about. So, you know, that's just me rambling about this year's storylines. Milwaukee's good. Chicago's good. Cincinnati's better than they've been in a couple of years. I expect the NL Central to be as competitive a division in baseball as there is. You know, the AL East is going to be good. The NL East is going to be good. But I think the the tightest race is going to be the NL Central. Uh, Milwaukee. Uh, today uh, really hit us. They really hit Miles Michaelis. And uh, Power was their MO last year, and I think Power is going to be their MO this year as well. Christian Yelich reigning in LMVP, a guy that I wish we could have gotten a couple of years ago when we were making those trades or attempting to make those trades with the Miami Marlins after they sold off all their good players, and nobody knows who any of their guys are anymore. So, you know, a lot of storylines in the NL Central. I'll be interested to see how they shake out. And <clears throat> now for my, my beer nerd friends, the part that you've been waiting for. I'm going to review this uh, Bridget from Second Shift. Uh, second drink here. Really, really dry for a sour beer. Uh, they, they call this a fooder beer. And my understanding of that is it's aged in an oak fooder with Britannomyces, which is a, a wild yeast. And, you know, I enjoy this a lot. Uh, really good tropical fruit flavors, but super dry, almost champagne-like. Uh, some oak. This is a beer that I'd want to drink on a boat or on a beach or on somebody's patio. I'm really enjoying this. A four-pack, I think it was 10 bucks at uh, Cask, our local craft beer shop. Yeah, this is, a, this is a beer you should definitely pick up. Anything from Second Shift is going to be good. Their little big hop is pound for pound, probably my favorite beer in the world. But yeah, Bridget, uh, you'll see it with the tropical flowers and you know, the crazy green label on there. You know, Second Shift kind of gets wild with it. and I enjoy the heck out of their beers, man. I think they're one of the, the best local breweries we have. You know, 5.5% ABV on this beer. You can drink it all day. I'm really enjoying this, uh, and I look forward to reviewing more beers on this podcast. You know, I have uh, probably a little bit more qualification to talk about beers. I do about baseball. I've been a crap beer bartender for the past four or five years. It's one of my biggest passions, and uh, for all my beer friends that are listening to this for the beer segment, I apologize that there just aren't as many beer storylines to dig into as there are baseball storylines, but... Uh, yeah, pick up this Bridget from Second Shift. You're not going to regret that. Go to Second Shift in St. Louis. I can't recommend their place enough. Great beer, great food. Uh, IPAs, sour stouts, everything from them is solid. So uh, I'm going to wrap it up uh, for episode one. Uh, this has just kind of been my thoughts on the season going forward, my thoughts on the game today. You hate to drop the first one, but you know, seeing guys like Colton Wong and Harrison Bader coming out and hitting for power, I think uh, bodes well for the Cardinals. They're going to have contribution at all levels this year. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt and Matt Carpenter are two guys historically that have a hard time getting going. So we'll see if the other guys can step up and pick it up this year. Uh, if you have any questions, you can find us on Twitter, uh, Birds in the Beers Pod. And 
I will answer those DMs. I'll answer those tweets. If you have any questions about the Cardinals or around the league, I expect some more around the league news. In my next episode, there were several really big deals that got signed this year. So I'm excited to answer those questions. I'm excited to interact with you guys on Twitter. Uh, Thanks for listening to the first episode. Subscribe and stay tuned for more.